0: fix you. This episode will be translated into semaphore by the Easington Ladies Druidic Action Committee as part of their immersive art project, Semantics for Sock Puppets. Excerpts to follow. Joining me this evening, Mr. Dave Condry, YouTube's beloved Joker fan Blunts420. What up YouTube, it's your boy. It is, you know. The Lucy Boys, a professional apologiser. Judgingly sorry to be here. And I, am Roger Hart, visiting professor of heron weaving, hello. If you'd like us to help you using our portfolio of skills, our very sorry, very stoned, semi-aquatic and flapping skills, you can contact us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. Today, a question. Darling fixing droids, our question all right. If you'd be so good, I'd appreciate a modicum of fixing. In short, I'd like you to help me not be an arsehole. At least in this one specific scenario. I think we can all agree with. Glad that's qualified. Mm. A short while ago, a jollity was held in order to raise money for charity. As part of that, some artistic ladies offered some prettifying treatments. My first thought on hearing this, was of a young flamboyant gentleman who would be up for being decorated for charity. Sure enough, a pot had been created and monies were being raised to that end to the considerable enjoyment of all, oh, lots of ribald humour and flamboyant young gentlemen being feminized. However, my wet liberal lefty gland quickly started acting up and I realised that feminizing people wasn't something that should be mocked because I didn't want to be an arsehole to women, to non-binary or to gender non-conforming folks. Everyone should be able to be equally pretty without fear of mockery. But people were having fun and lots of money was raised for a good cause, so it's pretty hard to criticise anything without being an arsehole. So, how to minimise my arseholery? Don't think like that in the first place, you arsehole. Just join in the fun and give the monies to a good cause. Berate everyone involved loudly for being bad allies. Write a passive-aggressive blog post about why this good thing was possibly bad in some theoretical way. Stay silent and feel like a double arsehole for being a bad ally and not giving to charity, you double asshole. Mm, I am confused. So writes our question. A problem of performance, of charity, of gender, of identity, and of arse holes.
1: Sometimes double.
0: Double. Ass holes. Ms. Boy.
1: So I don't have the most coherent answer. I'm just going to kind of walk you through my thinking on this. My original notes were just God, gender, and self-presentation. It's really hard. I thought, you know, I'm going to have to elaborate a little bit before the podcast, so... My sort of core thesis is that charity fundraising basically involves the fundraiser doing something that is personally unpleasant or arduous or humiliating or significantly challenging. You know, the basic transaction you're asking for is the charity deserves your money because the person acting as their proxy did something out of the ordinary. So it's a lot more obvious when it's a sort of marathon or bike ride or big kind of sporting event that you train hard for, but it's basically, I think, a fixed social transaction you prove that the cause is worth money because you're challenging or debasing yourself in some significant way. So in this case, my question is, what value are the other people getting in the transaction? You know, sometimes out of the ordinary will work, you know, oh, I'm doing a sponsored book read or a sponsored, I don't know, cereal eating, something that's not too hard. But most of the time, people are essentially paying in exchange for your pain or humiliation. And this one to me kind of skirts a little bit too close to the humiliation line. Which sometimes people get around by claiming it's not personally humiliating for them, which might be the case with this flamboyant young gentleman. But for me, the transaction is still based around the idea that it is meant to be socially humiliating to affect feminine traits or presentation if you're otherwise a kind of cis dude who isn't explicitly otherwise into appearance performance stuff. I think it's also maybe helpful to kind of flip the issue around, you know, would a sort of Fairly traditionally femininely presenting woman have a similar avenue for fundraising if she were to take on performatively masculine traits. Sort of yes, if we're talking the kind of traditionally masculine endurance sports stuff like Ironman or Tough Mudder, but not really explicitly in just pure appearance terms, you know. Women will shave their heads, but the humiliation there is meant to be because women are supposed to have long, beautifully styled hair that they're incredibly proud of, not because it makes them look like a dude when they don't have any hair. You know, no one's going to pay a woman to wear trousers or an old hoodie and come into work with minimal grooming because that doesn't make you a dude, that just makes you fail at performing being a woman well enough. You know, we we get to dress like men if we choose, we get to wear trousers that have terrible pockets, and you know, if we want to wear our hair short, there isn't really massively a humiliation angle there, although you do still sometimes run the risk of random abuse because you do that anyway if you walk out of the door being a woman. So if the transaction is either your, your pain or your humiliation in exchange for the currency of others for charity, and there are people who are very into the idea of this being done, you know, they're kind of titillated by it, they still find it funny, I think by participating you're kind of trading implicit oppression that it is inherently humiliating for a man to be feminized in exchange for charity money, and that to me feels kind of gross. And again, going back to, you know, what if the dude is not humiliated or is even vaguely into it? It's not even about that person. It's also what motivates other people to donate based on the initial concept. So even if that individual person doesn't find it humiliating, there's an element of, oh, he's being girly and that's fun because it's not allowed. And that's, again, what sort of reinforces the grossness. So that's kind of sort of where I come down on the whole thing generally, but I also would sort of take a slight detour into the idea that charity isn't necessarily inherently good the way that it's structured in society. You know, a lot of the big ones have shitty practices and horrible margins. A small number of very high profile charities get a disproportionate amount of overall donations. And for me, there's always been something about that kind of performative model of fundraising that makes it feel so much more about the person who is doing the thing and the thing that they're doing than it does about the calls that they're trying to support, which again, feels kind of icky. I mean, I'd say equal or more good in the world than supporting what you've described, if you care about equality and women's issues, would be to not participate in an impression reinforcing public performative event for the benefit of a big charity and instead make a personal contribution to a smaller charity that works directly on pressing women's issues. I mean, I've talked about the Abortion Support Network perform, which is my absolute favourite one at the moment. They All the money goes directly to helping women from Ireland and elsewhere who can't access an abortion in their home country to come here and it covers their travel and medical costs. And they send you an email every month basically with the most harrowing stories of the people who your money directly helped, which you don't really get when you chuck a pound in the cake stall box for Oxfam or cancer or whatever. I think if you decide to say that you're uncomfortable with it at work, you also need to be 100% prepared to have people just totally refuse to understand where you're coming from, you will get the usual, oh it's for charity, don't be such a spoil sport, you're being too serious, oh it's just a bit of fun line, all of which are designed to make the thing, which for me is an expression of systematic oppression that benefits certain members of society more than others on an ongoing basis, seem both reasonable and desirable in the moment. And I guess my point there is just remember that you don't have to make people understand in order to make that choice. You're welcome to say this is something I believe in deeply, and I don't need you to understand it. I just need you to respect my decision. But you will not believe how much people dig their heels in when you challenge shit that they think is totally okay, even if it totally isn't okay.
0: Oh, I, I mean, this is the it's a soft. That's a softball version of people reacting with "Can't you take a joke?" If you say something egregiously sexist, it's, yes. it's that kind of.
1: It's, no, you are the problem because society gives me leverage to do this and I don't want to stop doing it because I enjoy doing it or I don't feel like I ought to have to stop doing it. So it's your discomfort versus mine and I have more power than you, so I win. That's the whole argument and it's a shitty one if you care at all about good arguments. So yes, I would steer clear, but I realise I'm also sort of fairly towards the extreme end of the spectrum on this one.
0: So I, I mean, I, I mostly agree with you. I took a slightly different tack, Mm. uh, which is, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the areas in which I kind of mostly, but not entirely agree with Ms. Boyce. but my tack was it it sounded from the question like you had a bit of involvement or a bit of opportunity to steer this. Mm. If that's not true, then most of what I'm about to say is going to be irrelevant. Sorry. But if you have an opportunity to participate, there's this thing, uh, as, as Ms. Boyce highlights, The performance of humiliation in exchange for money is what makes it worth donating. And that humiliation derives from masculinity transgressing by showing femininity. It's a classic set of othering practice, which is that you repudiate an abject position and thereby. And the abject position is is femininity. But the labour that justifies the giving doesn't have to be repudiation and abjection. There Mm -hmm. is a different construction that this could be. So you talked about artistically, often purifying treatments. To give a super flippant example, it, couldn't be, it could become about not parodying a femininity to languish in the abject. It could be, I don't know, I'm gonna try five killer looks in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. There are different uh, that could happen to be on the face of a flamboyant young gentleman, which would therefore potentially make it harder because the bone structure is different and the skin might be rougher. And so there are okay. Fuck it. I really, really like RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm going to come back to why in a minute. But this could be shit drag that's about repudiation of, ab- repudiation of an abject, or it could be something a bit more joyous that's more about the celebration of performance and that's existing in a separate idiom. Um, it would still have some of those problems. It would still have the problem of public charity as kind of coercive, normalising giving. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on what the cause is, it could still have the problem of inefficient giving.
1: You don't don't get much office stuff that's about the sort of less sociable problems. Mm -hmm. It tends to be very much horrible misfortunes that nobody can help, either happening abroad or happening medically to people who didn't deserve them, as opposed to stuff that is considered sort of your fault if you have it.
0: Yeah. Not ideal. No. I'm kind of down on all the big workplace charity stuff, because to me it always seems to be an excuse to fuck about. Yes. Let's all dress up as something for a day. Well, that's more about a charitable veneer on wanking around. If and you now want I'm, to
1: wank around, just fucking do it and own it.
0: Bingo. Sorry. I'm a massive advocate of wanking around. To talk about the kind of the drag scenario as is, I, I'm just going to briefly, maybe not that briefly, talk about some of the... I, I've sort of a little bit dabbled in being a drag queen. And I enjoy it and I stopped because I wasn't totally okay with some of the gender politics. And whilst I wouldn't necessarily start again, I've kind of changed my tune a little bit since then as well. There's a kind of school of feminist thinking about drag that basically says drag is blackface for gender, that it is kind of deeply, profoundly, and abidingly not okay. And I sort of agree with that some of the time. Um, and I don't know if we're going to enti- entirely agree on this one, but...
1: That's okay, we don't have to. No. I,
0: so the kind of abjection drag, the drag that's about mocking a man for taking on femininity, is what I've always called rugby club drag.
1: The only thing that is worse than being an effeminate man is being a woman. Yeah. That's the that, fundamental that premise, it's, right?
0: It's about the, f- the spectre of failed mm. masculinity as ab- mm. abject. Um, I call that rugby club drag. You know it when you see it. Way lads are put on a dress.
1: It's leopard print, and the wig's bad, and the makeup is caricature-ish if there yeah. is any at all.
0: Usually really bad caricature-ish mm. as well. It's often hella but classist.
1: Being an unattractive woman as well is worse than being a woman, and yeah. so on and so on. Being a poor, unattractive woman, my God. <laughs> you might as well die.
0: So that's at one end of the spectrum. At the other end of the spectrum is what I th- call queer drag. Um, that exists in a very sort of separate place. Uh, drag that you might see in a gay bar drag as in drag queens. It's got a huge complex tradition often involved in queer and trans women of colour. There's there's some complexity there, I'll come back to it. In the middle is British drag or pantomime drag. But There will be theorists that have written better about this than I have, but this is my mental typology. Um, pantomime dames, Monty Python, uh, carry-on films. It's... The showbizified version of rugby drag that got subverted by a bit of queer drag. It's better than rugby club drag but it's still shit. But it's Britain's idea of transgressive man dressing as woman in a sort of safe but slightly subverted way. Um, pantomime drag is bad in the same way that Blackadder is establishment. Um, we can unpack that later if we need to. But it's still superficially subversive but deep down in such a safe and toothless way. Um, Queer drag has a long and complex history. Um, it's sometimes about subversion. It's sometimes it is sometimes unpleasant. Uh, for example, there's the sort of bit of terminology that a, a, an incredibly feminine drag queen will sometimes be described as fishy, which is, if not ac- actually misogynist, definitely redolent of queer gynophobia. Like it's the, 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 it's hugely problematic. Uh, but a lot of queer drag culture has to do with performance and celebration and identity manipulation, and modern queer drag will about be about deconstructing a lot of gender stuff. So um, In London people like Johnny Woo or the current series of RuPaul's Drag Race has um, Sasha Velour. People that are doing slightly outre art performance drag that are asking questions about gender and identity and celebrity and self-presentation. It's not way lads have got tits. It's
1: It's not really for the lads. No, who is
0: it for? It's it's issuing from a different community and it's doing different things. It's a different type of performance. And it's sometimes judged in terms of femininity or beauty, but it's just as likely to be judged in terms of something as surreal as fashion. Mm -hmm. And so the only place I'm really kind of going with this is that it is possible to create a version of a drag-type performance that might have an out if it is more if it is closer to a queer drag than to a pantomime or a rugby club drag. That said, if you're a cishet dude attempting queer drag, you are... I'm not going to argue that's off the table, but you kind of need to do your homework. There's a
1: high chance of misstepping,
0: even if you have done your homework as well. It's a high-risk activity, which is why, to take your prettifying treatments thing, rather than I'm going to be sponsored to parade around in a frock, is there a version of it that's sort of, um, they're going to give me a quick masterclass and then I'm going to see how draggy I can make myself or um, I'm going to try and do 10 looks in 20 minutes. Is there that something that's more performance more joyous or more deconstruct I I don't know. Rather than um, making yourself look like a lady, could you do something to deconstruct your own masculinity? Could you take the same tropes that you've been offered and parlay them into something... A more interesting and B less likely to result in dickery. We'll just get into a bath full of baked beans, everyone loves that shit.
1: Or Spider Man face paint.
0: Yeah, fuck it, you can have some makeup, just do Spider Man.
1: It's the safe choice for a dude. Mm. Sorry that that's the book society's put you in.
0: Also, my notes have this weird digression about the capital of Switzerland, and I've got no idea what I meant, so if anyone wants to second guess that, write in.
1: We're open to conspiracy theories. Very open.
0: Mr. Connery! You're a man.
2: What? As a lefty, liberal, do-gooder, white male, I also struggle with this. The very obvious question is, would would you find something deeply uncomfortable regardless of whether the charity, uh, charity component was there? I think in this case, probably yes. Um, if someone is putting on makeup at work or, you know performatively feminizing themselves in a way that seems unconsidered, then, yeah, you're probably going to say, this isn't okay.
1: I think also, sorry, something that didn't occur to me earlier is that if you've got sort of trans or questioning colleagues, you run the risk of making it a less welcoming environment for them when taking on other gender traits is a performative joke thing that you do.
0: Yeah, you've got to be very careful about where the laughs are coming from. Mm. Sorry well the first series of RuPaul's Drag Race had a massive thing about this mm-hmm. um, which was someone had some sloppy tucking okay. and was, uh, was roundly mocked for it and this was just kind of out of idiom for the thing the show generally was mm-hmm. it's normally more joyous and that was it was just really tone deaf and really insensitive but some of the kind of feedback was well actually what about the really exciting bits of feminine masculinity or masculine feminine mm-hmm. what would it mean to be a gorgeous drag queen with a giant cock right? mm. there's actually some really interesting interrogations that you could have there yes and some of the conversation after it was quite interesting
2: so i guess the the thing that i'm going to focus on far more than giant cocks is um how you address something like this so i think we're all sort of broadly agreed that a public dressing down is no good to anyone
1: it's a dodgy zone at best
2: and I think there is there's 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 a massive spectrum of ways to approach this. probably the best is quietly talking to someone outside of that environment, definitely not in in a group, and saying, "I thought this thing was wrong because of this in a calm and straightforward way, assuming that you know you can deal with that sort of confrontation. Um, and it's important to separate out, I think, this thing that you did was wrong from you are a bad person and you should feel bad. Because that it's particularly... It's what it right? Yeah. And you've you've got to be very careful, particularly when you're coming from a point of view where someone was raising money for charity. The cognitive whiplash is even greater there from... Um, just the standard, I am engaging in normal behaviour and I've been told it's bad from I've been engaging in genu- what I believe to be genuinely virtuous behaviour and I've been told that it's bad for reasons. But I was sponsored £500 to
0: eat those orphans. Don't you were you. you
2: keep saying this, but you have not provided any receipts. You have not shown... Where it was registered, the URL is not a proper just giving page. they had some t's and Cs flummery. so yeah, if you want to address it, just be be careful to separate out the "I didn't think this was right" from "You are a bad person that's important
1: that is important
2: because they're not a bad person, probably
1: everybody makes choices that in retrospect they think they shouldn't have made because you're always learning about what makes the world the way it is, and your place in it. Yeah.
2: I mean, unless they were running around in crudely scrawled on makeup, flapping their penis around, yelling hello, it's Captain Wanger, in which case they probably are a bad person. Well, it seems like we are unusually in accordance. I will have to check the
0: astrological signs, but I suspect this portends ill luck. As such, we shall to the shelter. Many fathoms below the surface. Below the dirt and the weeds and the soil trappings of your lives.
1: And the toxic masculinity. There's a little